Points to Ponder Parsha Toldot The Art of Anti-Frigidity Which would you rather be, a delicate candle or a strong bonfire? According to the philosopher Nassim Nicholas Taleb, there's no question. He opens his book, Anti-Fragile, with the following statement. Wind extinguishes a candle and energizes fire. Likewise, with randomness, uncertainty, chaos. You want to use them, not hide from them. You want to be the fire and wish for the wind. Taleb, a Lebanese-born American, is an international expert on the topic of randomness and has become somewhat of a guru to business people and coaches worldwide. The above quote summarizes his central message. The effect that the winds of change have on us depends on our approach. If we are small and vulnerable, like a candle, they'll extinguish us. But if we're big and strong, like a bonfire, they'll strengthen us. Taleb's idea is embodied in the original term that he coined, anti-fragile. What does anti-fragile mean? We generally make a distinction between things that are fragile and things that aren't. For example, glass and porcelain are fragile, and so we handle them with care and put fragile stickers on them. Plastic and wood, on the other hand, are durable, so we don't worry so much about dropping them and don't put warning stickers on them. But are these the only two options for categorizing how objects react to blows? Taleb observes that there's a third unnamed category. Things that not only don't break when they're hit, but benefit from it and become stronger because of it. Taleb calls this category anti-fragile. A simple example of something anti-fragile is our immune system. When the immune system encounters a hostile substance, it doesn't collapse, but rather develops antibodies. Another example is muscles. When a muscle strains, its fibers tear on a microscopic level, but on the macroscopic level, the muscle is strengthened and grows bigger. Want yet another example? Our brains. The brain grows by facing challenges that force it to develop new skills and abilities. It's no coincidence that these examples are all taken from the human body. According to Taleb, human beings in general are anti-fragile. Whether we're individuals, societies, or businesses, the saying, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, applies to us. We must constantly challenge ourselves or we will atrophy. Taleb's thesis is exciting and convincing, but it seems to me there are at least two areas which it fails to take into consideration. The first is education, in particular, educating small children. Being the fire and wishing for the wind is very appropriate for adults, but is it something we want to wish for our kids? Would you heap difficulties and challenges upon your children in order to make them stronger? Isn't it better for a child to be a delicate flame before turning into a raging fire? The second area is spirituality. The be the fire approach is very much this worldly, suitable for the world of action. But wouldn't we agree that for our spiritual well-being, there's value in being delicate, humble, even fragile? Taleb himself proudly describes his attitude as non-meek, not exactly a staple of spirituality. 
It's no coincidence that the central image in the Torah for the soul is that of a candle. Ner Hashem Nishmat Adam, the soul of man is the candle of God. The soul is like a delicate candle and requires being sheltered from the wind, not tossed into it. What these two areas share is the property of tmimut, innocence or sincerity. Both a child and a soul requires a certain kind of innocence in order to exist. Like many intellectual doctrines, Taleb's philosophy is fitting for the uninnocent world of adults and action, not so much for raising children and leading a spiritual life. After 20 long years of waiting, Isaac and Rebecca finally married having children, the twins Jacob and Esau. However, it quickly becomes apparent that the two children have completely different characteristics. Quote, the boys grew up. Esau became a man of hunting, a man of the field, whereas Jacob was an innocent man who dwelled in tents. Isaac loved Esau for his game, but Rebecca loved Jacob. Genesis 25, verses 27 to 28. A famous question regarding these verses is, how could each parent so clearly prefer one child over the other? One possible answer is that what Isaac and Rebekah favored wasn't one kid over the other, but the different ways in which the children grew up. More specifically, it seems that each one of them loved the path of life that the other one lived through. Rebecca, the Ba'alat Tshuva, that is the returnee to God, who grew up outside of the Holy Land and the Holy Family of Abraham, loved the sheltered childhood of the righteous Jacob, which reminded her of how her husband grew up. Isaac, on the other hand, who grew up protected in Abraham's home in the land of Israel, loved the free, outdoorsy childhood of Esau, in which he saw the potential for Tshuva that Rebecca had demonstrated. Returning to Caleb, it appears that both Isaac and Rebekah read his book, but arrived at opposite conclusions. Isaac became convinced of the value of anti Isaac became convinced of the value of anti-fragility, wanted a child who could be a strong fire and therefore enjoyed seeing Esau grow up exposed to the winds of the world. Rebekah, on the other end, was unconvinced. She wanted a child who'd be like a delicate candle and was therefore happy that Jacob grew up encased in the lantern of the tent protected from the wind. But here comes the twist that turns everything upside down. When Jacob matures, it was Rebekah herself who saw to it that he comes out of the tent of innocence and into the world of experience. First, she instructed him to disguise himself as Esau and receive the blessing of the firstborn, and afterwards she sent him out from the Holy Land to the world she grew up in, the world of the deceptive and unpredictable Arameans. So now we're confused. Does Rebecca want a fragile or an anti-fragile son? The answer is she wants both. And more importantly, she knows in what order these two goals should be attained. Rebecca was one step ahead of Taleb. She realized that in order for her son to become a strong bonfire, he must first be a tiny flame of innocence. Thus, once he grows up, this flame will continue burning inside him, preserving his soul's inner tenderness, a vital asset essential to counterbalancing the outer roughness created in us by life's hardships. A point to ponder. 
Many parents would like to raise their children sheltered from negative outside influences. Others claim children should be exposed from a young age to the harsh facts of life and will thus be better prepared to face them later on. Rebecca teaches us how to integrate these two outlooks. First, we must raise our children in a way that protects the tender nature of their souls, and later we need to gradually expose them to the world so they become strong and resilient. This is the winning combination that produced our father Jacob, and by extension the Jewish people. You want to be an anti-fragile wind on the outside, but a fragile candle on the inside.